Everybody, welcome back to the motherfucking Minority Sports Report. I'm your boy, Big Black. And I am not Jason Dollar. I am Scheme Dollar. He is Scheme Dollar. Jason Dollar will not be on this episode, but make sure you do follow that asshole. Just kidding. He's not an asshole. <laughs> He's just an ass. No, so follow him at Julian C. Mitchell, because that's his name. And yep. we'll fucking throw it out again at the end of the show. So it's just me and Scheme. We don't have a whole lot of... But we got a lot to do. Uh, Real quick, since Julian's not going to be doing the shit, we're not really going to cover the NBA or anything like that. But uh, NBA draft did happen this past weekend on Wednesday. I was flipping between that and W W. Oh my god, I almost said WWE because I'm fucking reading. AEW. Yeah, AEW. I'm reading my computer screen. Shit. AEW Dynamite. Uh, And away we go. All yes. I know. Uh, what? What? No, and I was smoking. Uh, oh. So Dynamite kicked off with um, tag team match between the Young Bucks and a new up and coming tag team called Top Flight. Oh yeah, that's right. Top yeah, Flight so Security of the World, Craig. They were um, two brothers, so it's brothers versus brothers. Uh, they're the, I think they're twins. No, they're not. No, they're no. not twins. One no, was one tw- was younger. Yeah, one was like nineteen. The other one was like twenty. Yeah, one was like nineteen. One was twenty-one. Uh, but it's Darius and Dante Martin. Uh, it's basically a showcase for them. Obviously, the way they do these things, everybody had their big spots. Mm-hmm. Way too much shit to cover, but it was a great match. Yeah, it was really uh, the good. The Bucks got the win with the BTE trigger, which is the double VTE. Um, the B trigger. V trigger that uh, Omega usually does. But after the match, uh, the Hybrid 2, which is uh, Jack Evans and Angelico, attacked Top Flight. And then the the Bucks ended up coming back and, like, chased them away, helped out uh, Top Flight. So they're probably setting up a nice rivalry between Top Flight and Hybrid 2, uh, most likely end up being on Dark, yeah. which I'm going to try to start watching faithfully. Yeah, boy. Good, because um, I don't and, watch any YouTube. Yeah. After that, we had um, the Inner Circle in Vegas Part 1. Kicked off. They were in Vegas uh, in the first scene. Well, I don't know if it was the first scene, but one of the first few scenes, Sammy Guevara and MJF were playing Blackjack. Um, Sammy Guevara told Jericho that he had Blackjack, and as he's telling Jericho he had Blackjack, MJF switched cards with him. Uh, So he ended up fucking him and Sammy lost all his chips that he had after that MJF and Jericho they kept doing their thing where they try to keep one up in each other um, this time it was with drinks and they ended up topping each other's drinks all the way up to drinking 
basically grain alcohol. Uh, another thing after that was Santana and Ortiz asked the rest of the group if they wanted to get to the next level. And they said they had just the right guy. And it turned out to be a former WCW wrestler. He, I think he wrestled for Impact Wrestling and probably a whole bunch of other independents. Uh, but it was Conan. I don't know if you remember him. Barely. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why they kind of brought him in is because him, Santana, and Ortiz, they used to be a tag team called... Um, Oh, LAX. Okay, okay. Yeah. Got it. Ooh. No, was it LAX or was it? I don't remember. But there was that. Cool. They had a, yeah, they had a tag team, a uh, three man tag team group. Uh, but it was nice to see him back. I always like Conan. Um. So they yeah. So they cut to them coming out of a smoky ass limo. <laughs> and uh, Conan asks Jericho if he sees a dragon, and it turns out to be some guy dressed in like a dragon suit. You said you recognized him from something? Yeah. I didn't know who he was. Piff the Magic Dragon. He is a fucking hilarious comedian. Uh, I honestly like look him up. Um, he was on America's Got Talent. Fuck, this was probably like six his, years ago. What's his name? Piff the Magic Piff. Dragon. All right, like, like smoking that. that Piff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he does a he does a kid friendly show and then he does an adult show and obviously the adult show is way fucking funnier. But yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, so yeah, after that, uh, the last kind of spot that they did in this part one was uh, Wardlow and, and uh, Jake Hager basically just trying to one up each other by beating the shit out of random people in a bar. Yeah, that show's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after that, we had a match between Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian. Uh, this one, Miro had joined the announce table, and uh, obviously Penelope Ford was out there with Kip Sabian. Um, Orange Cassidy was able to get the win with a sneaky roll-up pin that they called the mousetrap. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Sabian was basically getting the better of him towards the end, but Cassidy snuck him, snuck in that little roll-up and got the win. Right after that, Miro came fucking beelining from the announce table into the ring, clotheslined the shit out of Orange Cassidy. Um, but then best friends came out and chased them off. That's how that shit kind of ended. But it was a good match until, until uh, yeah, Cassidy got fucked up at the end. <laughs> it seems to usually happen that he just he always wins and gets fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> gets his ass toe up. Yeah, but it was after good that, uh, Omega and Moxley had their contract signing, kind of. No, oh, yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega came out. Uh, then Moxley's music hit, but no Mox. Uh, the camera kept showing like, <coughs> no, did they? Excuse me. Huh? No, they didn't show. They didn't look around the ring. No, 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 like they didn't look the around. Uh, they went to the backstage area and they showed that Moxley was knocked out. Uh, apparently, he got jumped by somebody. Uh, I think Moxley thinks it was Omega. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Moxley, yeah. no, Omega said something uh, basically that Moxley was trying to get out of his match so I don't know if he was insinuating that he pretended right. to be knocked out backstage but uh, Omega signed the contract and walked off and that's basically how that shit ended yeah it was uh, right before that shit happened I was like oh boy here's the fucking go do laundry and smoke weed time yeah. And the segment was not long at all, so I'll give them props for that. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, Moxley had a a promo at some point during the show, but I don't remember it. I don't remember when it happened, and I didn't write it down. 
Oh, yeah. Basically, he just said he's a beast and his wife is pregnant, so he's going to go extra hard now. Oh, yeah, that's right. The wife pregnant thing. I forgot about that. I think that was the first time they announced that that, uh, that to anybody, too. Yeah, 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 it was. It was. Uh, well, after that contract signing debacle, uh, we had the Inner Circle in Vegas Part 2. <laughs> uh, this basically, basically, they just went full hangover. Full hangover. Um, they had the uh, Blood Brothers bit with uh, Samuel Guevara trying to cut his hand open. They did the whole wolf pack howl thing. Uh, then they cut to them waking up in a trash hotel room where uh, Jericho started like wandering around. They found Samuel Guevara asleep in a, in a water fountain. <laughs> and apparently he married three random women. Mm-hmm. Uh, NJF woke up. He had writing all over his face like he was soft and Samuel was hair and shit like that. Um, Ortiz was working out like a madman. Like he was coked out of his mind wearing like a, a tank top that said bride on it. <laughs> he was coked um, out. Quote, unquote. <laughs> Santana was like in some random room feeding a bunch of chickens. Oh, man, and um, at the end, no, Santana and Jericho heard some crying coming from a room. And when they opened the door, it was a little person in the diaper. Oh, yeah. Uh, which turned out the little person is Hornswoggle from the WWE. Remember him? Holy shit, dude? he just had fucking long hair. Yeah, that's Horn- oh, that was Hornswoggle. Oh, fuck. All right. Yep. Quote, quote, unquote, Vince McMahon's illegitimate a- son. Illegitimate son. Yeah, so... <laughs> I saw that they were teasing a new WWE star coming, and I hope it, it must have been Hornswoggle. It's so stupid. Yeah, Hornswoggle, and you can kind of consider Conan too. Conan was in WWE. I believe for yeah for a short period of time. Oh man, damn! All right. I think he was there like right when that buyout happened, but oh, then he didn't okay. last long. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, we had a singles match between Pac, well, Pac, Pac, uh, <laughs> the Bastard Pack, and uh, the Blade from Butcher and the Blade. Uh, obviously, uh, the Blade didn't come alone. He had his his girl, the Bunny Allie, with him. Uh, Eddie Kingston was at the announce table. Blade, um, I mean Butcher, Butcher was also with him. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this was. Just a great match. Great seeing uh, Pack back in the ring. Um, what was that movie? Oh, he hit the shooting star press before he locked in the brutalizer, which is that like cripple cross face style submission that he does. Yeah. And uh, that's how he was able to get the win. It's good to have him. Like back. I said, which is a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, Pack tried to take the mic and start talking shit to Eddie Kingston. But basically, as soon as he got like two words out, he got destroyed from behind by the butcher. Um, that's when Ray Phoenix came out, tried to help out Pac, uh, but he just ended up getting his, his ass beat for his trouble. And that's when that's when uh, Penta El Cero M came out with a chair. Young chair shots. Yep, looked like he was going to hit his brother with the chair. Ended up going after Eddie Kingston. Uh, so they ended up chasing off Kingston, Butcher, Blade, and the Bunny. And yes, like I predicted, Death Triangle is back. Death Triangle. Yes. yes. Um, <coughs> did you see if they announced the, the six man for this coming week? I honestly don't remember. Oh, no, I think it's a tag. I think it's back in Phoenix, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't Something a six like man. That. 
Yeah, it was yeah. uh, it was him. It was Pack and Phoenix. Yeah, but yeah, the, for most likely leading up to a six man tag. Oh, of course, it's a perfect setup for it. Perfect. Uh, after that, we had uh, Brady Rhodes getting attacked backstage by that new girl, Jade Cargill. Oh yeah. Um, which uh, looked like she had Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero behind her. <coughs> so it looked like they linked up at somehow. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh. Jade Abs for Days Cargill. Yeah, Abs for Days. Oh, she's fucking. God damn, her abs are ungodly. Like, they're yeah. fucking out like, of this actually, world. I, um. I was I couldn't remember her name, so I was like googling it to see who she was. And when I found her name, uh, I believe she she turned out she's a a basketball star from um I think a college in Jacksonville. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, tight. Uh, yeah. So after that little incident, we had the NWA Women's Championship on the line. Uh, Serena Deeb, the champion, mm-hmm. defended the belt against Thunder Rosa, and probably one of the probably the match of the night. Yeah, these two girls are great. Yeah, it was the pace was great. It was technical. They had really good spots. Super technical. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking. It was a really good fucking match. Yeah, really good match. Uh, about halfway through it, Rebel or Reba, whatever the fuck you want to call it, distracted the ref, uh, which allowed Britt. Dr. Britt Baker to attack on the Rosa on the stage area. She hit it with some kind of like twister neck breaker kind of thing. Um, I don't think Serena Deeb seen it either. But um, yeah. after that, it, it didn't. It didn't really affect the match because it was like I said, it was midway through. Uh, so Thunder Rosa was able to come back and keep doing her thing. Uh, but Deeb was able to finish her off with um, her finish. I, I think it's her finisher, which is like a tombstone, but instead of driving them straight down on on the top of the head, you just like face plant them. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's um, hard to describe. You have to see it. Yeah, you have to see it, and I didn't. I I rewatched that part, and I didn't hear them say if there was a name for that move at all. Uh, maybe she hasn't come up with one yet, but I think that might be her finisher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so after the match, um, Doctor Britt Baker and Rebel Ariba, whatever she is, uh, were back in the crowd on the heel side of the of the ring, like nothing happened. Uh, so Thunder Rosa came out and ended up attacking Britt Baker. And uh, that's how that segment ended with them just getting separated by refs, setting up a nice rivalry with with them too, yep. which I'd like to see that. That'll be a good match. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because those girls, the women's division and the tag division, uh, it's pretty stacked. I like it. I like Megooster. Cool. And in the main event, uh, we had Team Taz, which is Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, taking on Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. Uh, this was a great match. Um, I mean, everybody had their spots. But the um, the end of the match, Brian Cage hit that drill claw, his finisher move, yeah. off the top. No, not off the top rope, off the middle rope, uh, and destroyed Darby Allen. He sold it oh, extremely well. The way yeah. he, like stood up and fell over kind of like old school Ric Flair Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. style uh, but after the match uh, Ricky Starks ended up attacking Darby Allen all over again uh, that's when Cody kind of who's he's kind of like started wandering towards the back uh, he came back into the ring to help out Allen and just got ended 
but just ended up getting jumped by Starks and Cage. And then that's when Big Will Hobbs came out with a chair, chased off Team Taz, uh, chased them off without the FT- FTW belt, which was still in the ring. So he kind of picked it up and looked at it like, uh, kind of like he was going to challenge Brian, Brian Cage for the belt. Uh, but in the huge heel turn, he ended up hitting Cody with the belt and uh, has joined Team Taz. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That was a twist that uh, I don't think anyone saw coming. No, did not see that coming. Fucking great. It just looked like they were evening up the odds and throwing Hobbs in there with Co- uh, with Cody and Darby. So, yeah, this it was a blindside. i never seen it coming. Yep, and that's great because you can usually see this shit coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. So that's why. <laughs> Excuse me, it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't... Yeah, so- I guess that's why I like... <coughs> I like AEW surprises because, <coughs> excuse me, their surprises make sense to the storyline. They're not just, you know what, you're a bad guy now. You know, there's yeah. like, like what? It's a surprise, but it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah that's well, it's was... funny you bring up surprises because I, I seen something. Do you remember Jim Cornette? Oh yeah, yeah. The guy used to come out with the tennis racket. And shit. Oh yeah, no, I, I listen to his uh, podcast every once in a while on YouTube. Yeah, like well, apparently snitch. he was kind of talking, not really talking shit, but kind of like telling Tony Khan because uh, I guess Tony Khan was like hyping up some some like surprises for the, this past dynamite. So basically, the Conan, yeah, the Hornswoggle, and and the the heel turn kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically said like, listen, don't sell that shit too hard just let it happen because if you sell it too hard and it doesn't hit you're gonna look like an idiot this this and that so yeah it's just funny that you brought that up reminded me about that article that i read real quick we're gonna talk about basketball well scheme's not gonna talk about basketball because i don't know shit he don't know shit so the draft happened like i said if you want to find out what happened with your team fucking google it all right now, I'm just going to talk about the Celtics real quick. Not even the draft, per se. Uh, Gordon Hayward left the Celtics for the Miami for the Miami Heat. Oh, my God. For the motherfucking Charlotte Hornets for a four-year, $120 million deal. And I feel like people are upset that Gordon Hayward has left. I mean, he's a talented player. But really, the man was injured practically the whole time he was with the Celtics. So, not really... Missing out per se because we never he never really got started in Boston, um, and we got for him pretty much nothing, <laughs> which sucks. We got uh, Tristan Thompson, uh, big man veteran. That's actually one thing I did know, and you know how I found out uh, from a fucking Kim Kardashian tweet that I seen got retweeted. Oh really? Yep. They they were like Boston here we come or some bullshit. Why is he fucking with a Kardashian? I guess he's the on and off again boyfriend of Chloe Kardashian. Oh no! Yeah, I'm glad I don't live there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's crazy, man. That's crazy, man. Um, so yeah, there was that, and. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Carmelo. I see Carmelo was coming back for a year, another year. No, really. Yep. Good for With the, the Trailblazers. Oh yeah, yep. Melo signs one more. Yeah. 
Uh, Dwight Howard goes to the 76ers. Let's see what else. What else? No news. Did you on- mention the Tatum extension? I'm, I'm just looking at the headlines. No, no, no. I did. He no. just he did a five year, hundred and ninety five million extension. Yeah, That's I just crazy. seen that amount. Of, like, holy shit! Yeah, that boy got paid. Oh, it looks like somebody from the Jazz got the same amount too. Mitchell, five years, hundred ninety five million with the Jazz. Wow. That's crazy. <clears throat> that is crazy. That is fucking crazy. <clears throat> But yeah, that's enough NBA. Like I said, you want to find out what happened with your team? Google it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> what are we talking about now? Uh, well, I got a little bit of hockey. Oh, some hockey? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, as I've mentioned before, they're still trying to get the season to start like January 1st or somewhere around there. But now uh, the owners have requested that they change the terms of the CBA that they just signed four months ago. (laughs) Um, The owners are expecting a huge financial hit uh, for the upcoming season, obviously because of COVID and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're trying to uh, renegotiate terms. Obviously, they just uh, agreed to one four months ago. So the NHL Players Association is like, what the fuck are you doing? Wow. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of... (laughs) <laughs> a lot of drama going on, so we'll see what happens if we even have a season. They can agree to some shit. <laughs> but uh, basically what they're talking about, um, because of COVID, they're going to realign all the divisions. Huh. So basically all seven Canadian teams are going to be their own division. Then oh. the 24 U.S. teams are going to split into three regional divisions. I see. Um, <laughs> it's going to be I'm not sure how they're going to split it up. Because, I mean, a majority of the teams are kind of like the mid to east coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they draw that up. But most likely going to be like all the east coast teams are going to be one division and then somehow split up the west coast and the midwest teams and shit like that. Damn. But um, it's going to be around a 60-game season. You only play teams in your division. And like I said, they're aiming to start around January 1st with the playoffs mid-May and the Stanley Cup mid-July. Kind of aligning with what happened this past season. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, but this past season went to like, what, August, September kind of? Yeah, it went far. Yeah, it went far. Yeah. Yeah, so they're hoping to finish it by July. Man. All right. COVID changing everything. And um, one last thing. The Florida Panthers hired Brett Peterson as their new assistant GM. Wow. The reason I'm mentioning this is because he's the first black assistant GM in league history. Oh, nice. Yeah. Tight. Let's go. Making progress. Word. Let's go. Better late yeah, than never. Uh, I mean, there's been some other moves and shit like that within the NHL, but Google it. Google it. All right. What you won't have to Google are these NFL scores that I'm about to run down really fast. I've watched zero football today because I slept my ass off and then just did a bunch of errands and shit. I watched some of the Pats game and turned it off at halftime. I understand why. The Pats lost to the Texans 20-27. to That was that score of that game today. On Thursday night football, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals 28-21. Now we're back to today. 
Oh, excuse me. Steelers smashed on the Jaguars 27 to 3. Panthers shut out the Lions 20 to 0. The Titans beat the Ravens in overtime 30 to 24. The Browns beat the Eagles 22 17. The Saints smashed on the Falcons 24 to 9. The Washington football team beat on the Bengals 20 to 9. We have the Chargers beating the Jets with the fourth quarter left to go, 31-19. They're currently up. The Dolphins are currently losing to the Broncos, which is crazy as shit. I was not expecting that. 10-20. to <laughs> um, Julian's happy. Uh, he's got to be, man. Shit, I, there was a, uh, he sent us a stat line in, on the, in our group chat that the Broncos-Dolphins game has, like, the most amount of money, like, Probably ever or like pretty close to it ever for this one sport line for this one sporting sport books agency. Most money put down for a game ever for the Broncos, uh, for the Dolphins that we beat the Broncos. So, uh-huh. man, if you pick the Broncos, you are probably about to nut in your pants right now. <laughs> Holy yeah, 90, shit. 90% of the money is on the Dolphins. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Half of the Someone's third. about to get paid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see about that. Half of the third quarter left with the Cowboys and the Vikings. The Cowboys are up 16-14. Same thing for the Green Bay. Half quarter, half of the third quarter left. And then the rest of the fourth. Packers up 28-17. We have the Chiefs and the Raiders for Sunday night football. The Raiders already beat the Chiefs at home. They beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Um, so that'll be a really good game to watch, honestly. I'll pick the Chiefs to beat the Raiders at home because fuck the Raiders. And then on Monday Night Football, we have the Rams and the Buccaneers. That should be a good one, too. Should be. Keywords here. Keywords here. I will pick the Buccaneers because they're playing at home. Hot take. Hot take. And Thursday Night Football, which will be start of Week 12. Week 12, we have the Texans at the Lions. I'm going to pick, who cares, the Texans, because, I don't know, the Lions lost by a lot today. <laughs> and that is your NFL. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. They terrible. Got 20 <clears throat> the controller. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of fucking Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's fucking dope. This game's been playing, uh, what is it, Roy McElroy golfing? Cause- yeah, I've been bouncing around. I've been playing UFC NHL and uh, the Rory McIlroy PGA game. Yeah, because we have Game Pass for Xbox, so they just added a bunch of EA shit. So we just been yep. downloading these games for free, playing these games in the holiday season. It's fucking tight, but yeah, Assassin's Creed's dope as shit. All these games are dope. Play video games; they're good for your health. And what are we closing the show with? Fucking UFC. UFC two fifty five. Yep, and I have to tell you beforehand. I definitely, I passed out like six times during that shit for like five, ten yeah, minutes at a time. Did. It was hilarious. You would, you would have, if you didn't say, we wouldn't have known because you're not like your brother where you would have snored and we would have heard you. That's true. And like my face, like my chin was buried in my chest, dog. Like buried. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. Yeah, well, you were. Me and Cortez were were talking for a majority of that shit. So like, it wasn't it wasn't weird that you weren't talking much. So like, when you fell asleep, we had no idea. Oh man. But yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So the uh, main card kicked off with a match, uh, a fight between Paul Craig and Mauricio Shogun Hua. 
this one ended by TKO due to a submission to punches. Yeah. Uh, fucking poor Shogun. I know. So, yeah, Paul Craig beat Shogun. <laughs> um, the first round was basically a grappling match. Um, Shogun kind of ended it on top with some, some ground and pound. But round two came out. Uh, I think like midway through the round, Craig started like grinding him down with his grappling up against the cage and taking him down and shit like that. And then uh, Craig ended up getting Shogun's back, had him flattened out, and just basically he didn't even throw many punches before Shogun tapped. Like it was just, I think it was just a combination of exhaustion and just being in a bad position. Oh, yeah, he, he, like, had, he had no way, tapping. he had no way out of that shit. Yeah. Because he was completely flattened, uh, full back mount, both hooks, like he was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my, my last note on this fight is Shogun, please retire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently Dana White felt the same because he's saying he wants Shogun to retire too, apparently. I didn't watch the the post-fight conference, but apparently Dana came out and said he thinks Shogun should retire. Which yeah. I, I agree. No, we said that shit. around for a long fucking time. Yeah. He, he was in his prime during Pride. Yeah, but he was also like 18, 19 years old at that time. I know, but that was his prime fighting, though. Like, that was yeah. fucking decades ago. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy when you think about it. Like, damn, how is he still around? But like, oh, yeah, because he was young as shit. Yeah, he was young as shit, though. Yeah, man, but fuck. Yeah, he needs to go. Not because he sucks. He just needs to go because he's old. And it's, it's yeah, over. I don't want to see him go out like that. Yeah. It's over, man. Hang up the gloves, brother. We love you. His last few fights are rough to watch. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, some of them go through it. But, yeah. yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, next fight up, we had Caitlin Shikagian defeating Cynthia Calveo, Calvillo by unanimous decision. Uh, that one's... Clinic. Would you say, like, a full-out domination? It wasn't a full-out domination. But, yes, it uh, yeah. was, yo. Oh no, because she. Yeah, it was. <coughs> like she got tagged a couple times, but man, she she kept her distance. Yeah. She used her length no, that no whole fucking like fight. <coughs> yeah, it was it was a bad outing for uh, Cavill or whatever her name uh-huh. is. Then we had uh, next up, we had Tim Means defeating Mike Perry by unanimous decision. Okay, so this was when. I admitted to the boys that I had fell asleep because I was like, yeah. <laughs> yo, when I was last thing I remember, I said Mike Perry was whipping homeboy's ass. And now I wake up and he lost by unanimous decision. So. Yeah, he basically <laughs> gassed himself out and lost the rest of the fight. Um, yeah, Dude. I mean, I just, he didn't it's make tough weight. because Mike Perry's good. But he's too cocky in the fact that he thinks he can get by with not having anybody in his corner, not having like a real head coach and shit like that. Yeah. Like you're at the top level. Like you need this shit. For real. That's, yeah, that's um, wild. But yeah, I mean, he had his pregnant girlfriend in his corner and shit. Like, <laughs> you gotta, yeah, <laughs> you gotta step up and get to the big boy leagues and get a, fuck, a real fucking coach in your corner. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah, who am I to tell them what to do? Right. Uh, the next fight up, we had the uh, co-main event, which was for the Women's Flyweight Championship, where Valentina Shevchenko defeated 
Jennifer Maya by unanimous decision. Yeah. Uh, this one, um, I think Maya only won like the second round. I think it and was. the rest was just all Valentina. Yeah. Yep. From what uh, when when I parts I wasn't falling asleep on, it was definitely total domination. Mm-hmm. For sure, the fucking takedowns that she was landing. Was, oh god, was, they were brutal. Yeah. Fucking but, uh, forceful. Yeah. Proving great. why she's the best in the world. Um, like I was talking to you guys last night in the group chat, I've seen some rumors that we may get a super fight between Valentina Shevchenko and Amanda Nunes. Yeah, that would. Oh yeah, so that would be crazy. That would be bananas. Let's go. Then in the main event of the night, we had the men's flyweight championship, where Davison Figueredo defeated Alex Perez by submission to guillotine choke in the first round. Yeah. Uh, this one, dude, Figueredo is a beast. Yeah, dog, no, that dude was scary. Yeah, you know, Perez was holding Figueredo's leg. Um, he kind of had him bouncing along the cage. Figueredo jumped into a fucking heel hook attempt, which is one of the be- like most beautiful jumping transitions I've seen anybody throw in the UFC. Oh man! Like you don't see many of those. Um, and then uh, Perez was able to get his leg free, but in the scramble after that, another beautiful um, transition. <laughs> yeah, Figueredo, Perez was close to getting Figueredo's back. Figueredo spun out of it to like the, and as he's spinning, he wrapped his hand around uh, Perez's head and locked in the guillotine choke beautifully. Um, it was super tight, but Perez, it was close. Like Perez looked like he was close to slipping his head out of there, but he ended up tapping before he was able to do anything. Um, he was like. Lifting Figueroa off the mat, where they were saying that he was panicking, like you don't do that until you start panicking in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so that could have been what led to the tap, but that shit was tight as fuck. Yeah, dog, <laughs> that shit was crazy. It was beautiful. It was beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Um, so that was uh, Davidson Figueroa's first title defense, I think. I think that's what since it was saying. It? Yeah, yeah, I think it was his first title defense since he won it. He's 3-0 and for the year. And basically two hours after this fight, they announced that he's fighting Brandon Moreno, who won it, uh, by TKO in the prelims. He's the number one uh, flyweight right now. Um, they announced that they're fighting at UFC 256 oh, wow. on December 12th. So super quick turnaround for Figueredo and for Moreno, who both fought on this card. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, that's they got maybe a couple of facial bruises, maybe. Yeah, maybe because I mean they were both super fast first round finishes. Yeah, because uh, Brendan Moreno, the other dude, kind of dislocated his shoulder and he oh, finished him off punches. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so super fast turnaround for that, um, which I, I, that car, that car kind of needed because they didn't have a real main event. Yeah, uh, so it'd be nice that they got the a title fight on there to headline that because I think, fuck, what was the main event for that one? It we, wasn't very good the last time I remember looking at it. We don't even know what the shit is. 
Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Because it's not a thing anymore. Nope. <clears throat> yeah. Probably a PD gun, Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. nope. Needed that. But, uh, yeah, anyway, um, the other thing from uh, from prelims, since we were talking prelims, uh, Antonina Shevchenko beat my girl, Ariana Lipsky, uh, by TKO punches in the second round. The reason I'm mentioning this prelim is because her and her sister became the first sisters uh, in the UFC to fight on the same card, and now I guess fight and win on the same card. Yeah. And then after I think in the post fight... I found something last night. I think there was five or six groups of brothers that have done it, but they are the first sisters in the UFC. Yeah, then they said her mom won a Muay Thai championship earlier oh, yeah, in yeah. the day, which is fucking crazy. Oh, wait, earlier that day? Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought you meant... Oh, when you said that last night, I thought you meant, like, in her lifetime, she won one. No, like, she was saying, like, earlier, like, that day, like, she won... Oh, fuck. And then she's like, my sister won, and now I won, so it's been a great day for the women in my family. I was like, holy shit, those some bad That's bitches. <laughs> Word. Yeah, that was crazy. Don't fuck with them. Valentina's a beast. She's a beast with a pistol. That's where her nickname, pistol. Ah. Fucking, you you won't even get close enough for her to use her MMA. She'll just shoot you in the face. <laughs> She'll just shoot you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Word. Oh no, it's not pistol. It's bullet. Bullet. I know something related to a gun. Bullet, like the movie. Um, but yeah, we're done here. Thank you guys for listening to the show. You can follow us all collectively at TMS Report. You can follow Julian at Julian C. Mitchell, because that's his name. And uh, Scheme. Follow me exclusively on Twitter. Follow Scheme. At Scheme 44 <laughs> for now, until I get banned from there somehow. <laughs> follow him exclusively on Twitter. And uh, follow me. I'm at the Beatnik. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll have one more episode for you for the year, and then we'll be back in January. Word the fuck up. Peace. Word. Peace. Way with us. Baptize and convert to the waves with us. I tuned into what the future holds. I can never be a slave, niggas. They gon' have to pay me. Navy downloaded by the titles like Jay-Z. That's a roll offshore like an AP Davey. Jones like her own top of those hoppers off the side of the ship. Suicide didn't die from the dip. Submarine man, keep your eyes on the blips. Sonar, echo location, know where we are facing. Get back to our nation. Hola. So we walking back to Africa, and I found a detour to the seashore. Yes, jumped off the deck to leave footsteps on the depths of the seafloor. Yeah. Vibe with the tie 
see salty cause he cried with us When we looked it in the eyes Like how could you help her Beside and apologize and said that I'm sorry with shelter Y'all can live down here forever Drowning and severed From all your lungs and the lungs of your sons To your daughters, the water's a treasure some in the forest, talking the trees Like how could you be in the chorus with something so horrid You became boards for the floors and the doors of the warships Anthropomorphic, the forest returned with a match Made from itself and said burn us with that Then left again and came back with that axe We can serve you as furniture, furnace us blackie My bones is for the beaches, why for the beaches Why could it be just like so I'm going back home, I took a leap last night So I'm walking on water to my feet just like Jesus Christ, wow Down to the depths with us, take a hold of the bow with a Jesus and the Brigantine Sanderson and the Amistad and the Henry of London, Elizabeth Fanny Butler and the Hector and the Creed, the Baratoga and the Martha Lauren and the Caroline and the Brittany and the Comet, Alabama and the Wanderer, Henrietta Marie, the Molly, the Sloop, the Moloch and the Boar Merte and the River Volta, the Lord Board, the LSE, the Eagle, the Agent Coca and the Colorado. Tartar Morgan, the Misa, the Pangas, and the Mary Bull, and the Sir, 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 Winsbury, and the Liverpool, the Marquis, O'Grady, the Inbus, the Ferros, the Leons, the Navigator, and the Phoenix, Claytor, Mugu, Dragon, Greyway, Ruby, Caroline Bark, and the Taganini of Carrollton, Penis Swallow, Green Dragon, and the Charles, the Able A, the Moon Tavern, and the Slam, Hannibal of London, Jeffrey, Little Feed, Mediterranean, Solomon and the tire, cop, the mercy, the envy, the little Napoleon, rainbow, enterprise, the Catherine, Bristol, the Comedy of the end, the Adelaide, Brooks, and the law, 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 law. Navigate the haters, black baby alligator betas. Supposed to do greater with all of your alphas and betas and minors and majors. You were so busy just trying to shine. You should have been trying to save us. Star said, Excuse our behavior. We will be indebted to you for all of eternity if you counseled your heart and forgave us. Remove all our favors from children's assailers and slavers. Repay you with acres, but here in the heavens where harvest is greater for meager inheritance. Pardon our arrogance, those with Americans got them to places much safer. Eh? My bones is for the beaches, mine for the beaches. Why could it be just like so? I'm going back home, I took a leap last night, so I'm walking on water to my feet, just like Jesus Christ. Wow.